Hello everybody, good evening. Uh, this week is Parashas Shmini, it's also Parashas Para. And we're going to begin with learning Hilchus uh, Pesach. And we're also, for the second half, we'll learn the Haggadah for Mirza Hashem the next three weeks. Uh, often I hear from both men and women alike that they don't have a chance to look over the Haggadah before Pesach. And then it just the Seder just starts, so I figured we'll go through part of the Haggadah, and uh, I, I uh, chose to do the parts of the Haggadah that generally you haven't heard that many Divrei Terah on, so we'll start from kind of a little bit further in, past the Manashtana and the Vadim Hayinu and the Arbabanim. So beginning with Helchus Pesach, <clears throat> let's talk about cleaning for Pesach. <clears throat> so first a little background. What is the concept, what we're doing, what, what is the mitzvah that we're doing when we clean our house for chametz? So our obligation is to clean our houses and enable ourselves to be able to do bedikas chametz and remove all chametz from our house. And there are three concepts, there's three things we're trying to achieve by cleaning for chametz and then doing bedikas chametz. The Torah gives us one mitzvah aseh, positive commandment, to destroy chametz. And it's called Tashbisu. Tashbisu Sa'armi Batechem. Tashbisu means, uh, it's not 100% clear what it means, but it means to get rid of, destroy, remove. So Tashbisu Sa'armi Batechem. So that's a mitzvah aseh. That's a positive commandment. And according to some opinions, that mitzvah does not begin on Pesach. It actually begins whenever. So even today, if you already began cleaning for Pesach and you removed chametz from certain rooms, you are effectively being Mikhaim mitzvah aseh of Tashbisu. So it's a good thing to have in mind that from, from whenever you are cleaning for Hametz, you're already being Mikhaim the mitzvah of Tashbisu. According to other opinions, it only begins on Erev Pesach when this man comes to burn Hametz. That's when you start to be Mikhaim that mitzvah. So either way, but you're uh, either preparing for that mitzvah or you're actually doing that mitzvah. So that's the first concept that we're trying to accomplish. The second thing we're trying to accomplish is the Torah gives a say, two says. One is Layeraya, you shouldn't see Hametz, and the other is Layematse, you shouldn't find Hametz. So these two, these two lysases are basically one, Baal Yerah, Baal Yematze it's referred to, and that's a lysases, so that's a negative commandment, it's an Isser, to have Chametz, to own Chametz on our premises on Pesach. So that's the Mitzvah Saseh, and the Mitzvah Lysase. Now, in order to avoid transgressing either Avera, of Tashbisu, or Baal Yerah and Baal Yematze, the Lysaseh, the Asay, what we do is Bittl. That's why it's so important that either the night of B'dikas Chametz, which is when we say the Nusach of, of Kal Chamira V'chamiya, uh, which means, bit, which is referred to as Bittl, we're uh, being Mafgir the Chametz, I'll get to that in a second, or the most important time to do it, of course, is the day of Erev Pesach, before Chatzais, or before an hour before Chatzais, uh, that's the most important time for everybody to do bittel, and by doing bittel, you effectively ensure that you will not be oiver, not the mitzvah of Tashbisu, uh, or the leisaseh bayra and bayimatze. Now, the way bittel works, there's two opinions. Either the way it works is it's a classic hefker, so basically we are relinquishing ownership in any chams that we might own, and the other opinion is, is that it's more of a mindset. It's a declaration of intent that the chametz means nothing to us. It's two opinions, and we, we allude to both of them when we say the language of a bitl. We say, lahaba hefker, it should be hefker, which means we're relinquishing ownership. Uka'afra da'ara, and we're treating it like dirt. 
right? Which is, uh, those, those are really two different concepts, right? When you're mafkir something, doesn't mean you treat it like dirt. So we say both. Chametz, we want it to be hefker, means we don't want to have any ownership. And secondly, we want it to be nothing in our eyes. It's ka'afra da'ara, it has no importance to us. And both of those are concepts of bittel. And that is how we effectively make sure we won't be over tashbisu and Ba'ira, should we have missed any chametz in the process of us trying to clean? So when we're cleaning, we are trying to take care of the Isra Deiraisa and the Mitzvah Deiraisa of getting rid of chametz. But just in case we weren't successful, we do a bitl. Now, essentially, that should be enough, right? You do a bitl, that should really cover us because it's not ours. We're not ever the Mitzvah Sasei, the Loisa say. So why do we have to still be so... Uh, you know, de- dedicated to cleaning. So the third reason is Chazal were concerned that there's, if there's going to be chametz in our homes over Pesach, chametz is different than every other uh, iser, everything else that's usher to eat, say uh, shellfish or uh, you know any other thing, tray for food, because tray for food we never eat. So there's no concern that we're going to make a mistake and by mistake eat it, whereas chametz we eat the whole year. So there is a concern that if you find it on Pesach, you might by mistakenly pop it into your mouth. That's called Shema Yavala Achla, you might come to eat it. And therefore, Chazal required us to get rid of Chametz regardless if we have been done Bittl, even though we will do Bittl, we still have to clean for Chametz and remove Chametz from our possession and do Bedika, all because of this Shema Yavala Achla, because you might come to eat it. So those are the three concepts why we clean for Pesach and why we do Bedika. Number one is because of the Mitzvah of Tashbisu, the Loisa Say of Bayra Bayimatsei, and thirdly, the Drabanan concept of Shema and in order to, to take care of those, we do betel and we also clean. Now, now that we understand the requirements, we can understand the rationale of how, what kind of chametz we're looking for, and what, what, it'll give us direction in, in what, our, what the process of cleaning is. Now, since you are only commanded on the Avera of Tashbisu or on Bayeraya, that's only on a Kezayis of chametz. A Kezayis of chametz is a half a slice of bread. So, in terms of those isurim, uh, it would be kind of limited what you really have to clean for. It's only big pieces of chametz, or very big pieces of chametz. But, in terms of the isur of eating chametz, the avera of eating chametz is even a partial kezayis, is also an avera. Now, to eat any chametz on Pesach, any even partial kezayis is an isur. So, therefore, Shemi Abla'achla requires us to look for even something that's less than a kezayis. However, being that it's only because we might come to eat it, let's say something is very much unedible or not appealing, like it's little crumbs that are in dusty, so there's no possibility or no likelihood that we would eat it, that therefore doesn't have either problem. You don't have to look at it not because of the mitzvah of Tashbisu, you don't have to look for it not because of Shem of La'achlai. So the cleaning for Pesach doesn't really require us to remove crumbs that are you know, dirty, which would not lead us to eat it at all. So that's and that's the accepted opinion as far as uh, cleaning for Pesach is concerned, and you know especially when let's say you're cleaning something that's hard to get to, like uh, you're 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 cleaning in your car, right? And there are a whole bunch of cracks and crevices, and you might even be able to see that there's chametz in those cracks and crevices. But as long as it's not something which is a davar chashav, it's not like a whole pretzel or a whole something you know something sizable, which which would te- technically still be edible if it's just crumbs. So then you can really just spray it and render it really unedible and then there's that you could just leave it because there's no obligation anymore you're going to do bittel there's no chashash you're going to come to eat it so you're good that's that that is the the rationale of how we approach cleaning for chametz essentially we're looking for bigger pieces which are more of a possibility we would come to eat it that's what we're looking for that's what we're cleaning for and that's what we're trying to remove now that 
covers the whole house except the kitchen because in the kitchen it's a different story. The kitchen, we're worried that the tiny chametz will get into our food. And that's a very big problem on Pesach because Pesach, the halachas of chametz defy the regular rules that apply the rest of the year. Whereas a tiny little bit of tray gets into your food, it's not a problem. Tiny uh, gets cooked in, you, you know, it doesn't make your pats treif. On Pesach, none of that is true. Everything becomes treif, even with the tiniest bit of chametz, mashahu chametz. And therefore, when it comes to our kitchen, there you actually, we actually do take pains to try to remove even the tiniest bit of chametz, even the crumbs of chametz, and that's why we wipe everything down, we cover our cabinets, we cover our counters, those are all extra chumras because we're trying to, in the kitchen, we actually do try our best to avoid even a drop of chametz getting into any of our utensils or any of our food. And as a result of the necessity in the kitchen, Parts of Klai Yisrael extended that chumrah, which means to, to search and destroy even tiny drops of chametz, to the rest of the house as well. In the kitchen, everybody does it. Outside of the kitchen, that was a Yerush Shemaim that Klai Yisrael had. And the Rosh says that Klai Yisrael Kadoshim, they're holy, and they scrape their walls clean. So that was an extra chumrah, which is not obligatory, but there is Kedusha involved. That Rizal says that someone who successfully removes every drop of chametz from their home, is zeichet to be avera free all year. Now, being that we're not avera free all year, apparently it's very difficult to remove every drop of chametz from our home. But, uh, you know, I, I would think it's not an all or nothing kind of thing. The more chametz you remove, the more you avera free you are. So it's all, it all has payback, it all has benefit. And, and, you know, not from a Kabbalistic perspective, a Pasha Pshat, I would think the Pshat in this is, is that the more we try to remove chametz, the more effort we put in cleaning and, and, and making sure there's not even a drop of chametz, all builds up our Yerushimayim, it brings out the best aspect of Yerushimayim that we have, and of course that will help us the rest of the year and uh, prevent us from doing Averis the rest of the year if we've stre- strengthened our Yerushimayim on Pesach. Um, pants and jacket pockets and backpacks all need to be checked and it's a good thing to keep uh, in mind you know certainly children stuff food in it and in handbags uh, pocketbooks you know we put we put our food in it and a lot of times you switch backpacks at the end of the year or you should have new, get a new uh, pocketbook and you don't remember to empty out the old backpack or the old ba- pocketbook. So, uh, and that was, you know, you had it after Pesach last year as well. So it's important when you're checking around to look through those and go through them because very often you'll find a uh, granola bar or some other closed bag of pretzels from the previous year that had never been emptied out. So it's an important thing to go through. Um, when it comes to bedroom drawers or clothing, uh, clothing, so every person really knows what goes on in their home. If they have children that, uh, you know, bring food to all discovered and undiscovered parts of the house, so then every place is a place that chametz gets into, and you need to check and clean those places. But if that's not the case, uh, like you have a high, a high shelf in your closet of clothing where there's no reason that any chametz should ever get there, it's not like you go upstairs looking for clothing with chametz in your hand, that's a makam she'em achnizim bechametz, it's not required not to be cleaned or to be checked. So if you have such places, those don't require anything because there's no reason in the world why Hamid should have ever gotten there.